1: afternoon and the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. I am Josiah and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all th- all praises to the Most High and Christ and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. This week, this episode, we're going to uh, discuss a subject that uh, Like a lot of times, not everybody wants to talk about, but this time it's about rape. Uh, There's a situation where uh, recently there was a young lady that was being raped, and her friend was nearby, and her friend was actually making a video of the rape on her phone and sending it to Snapchat. And I say friend. And I just kind of wonder what kind of friend is that. So that's going to be the discussion for today. And joining me here in the virtual living room to discuss this subject, we have first off our brother Kazakia.
2: Hey, shalom to all the listeners. Shalom to the brothers on the panel. Giving all praises first and foremost to the Heavenly Father and the Son Christ. It is definitely good to be back and definitely I'm um, looking forward to examining this topic in the scriptures and bringing out the education in the spirit of our Lord and Savior and King, Christ.
1: Welcome, brother. And also, sitting in with us, we have our brother Kabar.
3: Yes, sisters, once again, good to be with you also. Good to be with the listening audience and praying and hoping through the spirit of uh, the Most High Son, Christ, that Edification is brought forth that we all may be enlightened. Shalom and welcome to all.
1: So um, this this came out came to my attention a little while ago, and I think you brothers probably were aware, but you know, a few weeks ago. But um, I have pulled together uh, a couple of articles. One article from Fox News and another article from a site called Sandra Rose. The Fox News article. I'm going to read the entire article, so bear with me. I want to make sure that the audience uh, has uh, the benefit of the information that you and I have. Um, And the title for this article is Woman Recorded Unconscious Friend Being Raped. Share it on social media, prosecutors say. It says, it reads, a Chicago woman was charged last week after she allegedly filmed her unconscious friend being sexually assaulted and broadcast the attack on social media Bethray Harris 36 is accused of posting videos and photographs of a 23 year old female friend who had passed out after drinking at a party August 24th. Harris and the victim got into a heated argument over a mutual male acquaintance while they were at a party together. Before they left to attend another event and eventually returned to the 36-year-old's apartment, Assistant State's Attorney Nora Nora Gill said Thursday during a bond hearing at the Cook County Criminal Courthouse, the Chicago Sun-Times reported. Prosecutors said the 23-year-old had been drinking heavily during the night, and she fell asleep shortly after getting to Harris's home. They also allege that after returning to the apartment, Harris allowed at least one or potentially several men to sexually assault the victim while she slept. Gill told the court in one of the videos, the victim lay naked as an unidentified man grabbed her buttocks and exposed her vagina to the camera and that Harris allegedly can be heard narrating the assault on the video, at one point warning the man not to wake the victim, according to the Sun-Times. The woman reportedly woke up the morning following completely naked and sore, and before she left the apartment, Harris allegedly told her a man had had sex with her while she was passed out. The victim realized after she returned home, Harris had posted a number of images from the incident on the victim's own Snapchat account, the prosecutor said. They also said the videos and images were seen by multiple users. Harris was arrested after she was identified by a friend of the victim who saw one of the videos, officials said. Harris's public defender said the accused has three children and works as a masseuse and model while studying at beauty school. Her bail was set at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And brothers, before I go on um, and, and read an excerpt from the next article, I just want to point out something that uh, this this woman, Bethray Harris, obviously is not. Uh, unattractive individual where she should have any type of vendetta or anything because it says here that she's a model. Okay? So the the, the part about masseuse and studying in the beauty of the school, but that, you know, usually models are fa- fairly attractive people. Um, in the next article from Sandra Rose, the title is Chicago Woman Filmed Friends Rape and Posted a Video on Snapchat after the two women argue over a man. Um, at the, Near the end of the article, it reads, The mother of three is charged with non-consensual dissemination of sexual images. She is currently being held at the Cook County Jail on $150,000 bail. Harris also has a criminal record and pending unrelated charges of battery, Reckless conduct, criminal damage to property, and aggravated battery on a police officer. Okay, so brothers, the the first thing I want to uh, get into is this whole thing about the rape, because of course you know you're not you're probably not going to get anybody to go into any finite graphic detail in a news article on what actually took place, but uh, these articles do use the term rape. And so we need to understand exactly what that means. I recall when I was uh, very, very young, seven, eight years old, and hearing about someone getting raped, I had no idea what had taken place. I knew it was something bad because of the context of the conversation, but I personally didn't know what actually did take place. What was this bad behavior? What was this bad act? So, brothers, if you would, Kazakia, if you would, Mm -hmm. do you have a... Dictionary definition just for the word rape. Could you could you give that to us for, please?
2: Right. Uh, I have two uh, definitions. One from dictionary.com and the other from uh, Merriam-Webster. Now, the first I'm going to read is from dictionary.com, which states, which uh, excuse me, which defines rape as unlawful sexual intercourse or any other sexual penetration of the vagina, anus, or mouth of another person with or without force by a sex organ, other body parts, or a foreign object without the consent of the victim. It also defines it as an act of pl- uh, plunder, violent seizure, or abuse. Uh, rape, as defined by Miriam webster unlawful sexual activity and usually sexual intercourse carried out forcibly or under threat of injury Against the will, usually of a female, or with a person who is beneath a certain age or incapable of valid consent. So even though we have these two uh, definitions, they both point toward unlawful sexual activity of some form, or some kind or another in which consent uh, is not given.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you for that, brother. So um, in, in this situation, although it doesn't go into graphic detail, we can assume that uh, this young woman, this 23-year-old woman, somehow, some way, was being penetrated, sexually penetrated, by the man or men that were involved in the assault. Would you agree with that, Kabar? Oh, yes, I would. So, so, Kabar... Yes, I sure do. So, you know, just just in uh, like in many cases, uh, in order to make sure that we are uh, clear on things uh, from a biblical perspective, uh, is there any anywhere in the in the scriptures, bar, Kabar, that uh, it talks about rape in sort of a definitive manner, so that you gain an understanding of what's going on in a rape from uh, from the Bible?
3: Sure, uh, we can we can go and get an understanding of. Rape according to the Bible um, And We can go into the book of Deuteronomy Chapter 22 and start at verse 25 And in this it's, it's Whether the woman is married Or engaged to be married It's the same result Is going to happen So when you go into the book of Deuteronomy Chapter 22 and verse 25 It says But if a man Find a betrothed damsel in the field all right, but means the word engage, meaning promise to be married to a man. Okay. just mean a young damsel just means a young woman. Right? So if a man find a betolf damsel in the field and the man force her and lie with her, then the man only that lay with her shall die. But unto the damsel thou shalt do nothing. There is in the damsel no sin worthy of death. For as when a man rises against his neighbor and slayeth him, even so is this matter. Or For he found her in the field, and the patrol damsel cried, and there was none to save her. So the similarities we can see, and we can see how Webster or Dictionary.com have drawn its meaning from the biblical meaning when you talk about that woman being forced and against her will to have sex with this man, and she being... Mm -hmm. married, she being either married or engaged to be married, if that man forced her, then only that man shall die because that man has committed the sin. And like we read in the scripture, we just found that there was no sin in the woman. So as far as how it would be classified is adultery and fornication. Fornication just means uh, unlawful or evil sexual acts as defined by the scriptures. That this act would fall into that category. Because that man forced that woman uh, to do that act, then only he is to be blamed and to be punished for that act. And the woman, of course, is innocent because she was forced to do that act. So we find in the biblical definition that, yes, there is a possibility, rape does exist, and there's a judgment and a penalty for it, according to the Bible.
1: Okay. May I add uh, so
2: uh right quick, if I could?
1: Yes, absolutely please.
2: Okay, so Kabar read in uh, Deuteronomy twenty two. So I would like to add to that uh by reading Romans the thirteenth chapter, starting at verse eight, where it says, O no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there is any other commandment, commandment, is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So, yes, we're talking about rape. And, of course, we, we read the definitions, and we read the biblical definition in Deuteronomy 22. So Romans 13, uh, and, and, because, and of course, you're not going to see the scriptures that say, thou shalt not rape. But, of course, we read it in Deuteronomy 22, what it is. And then Romans 13, ver, uh, chapter 10 specifically, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. So if I truly love you of course, not in the romantic sense, but in the biblical sense, I'm not going to work any ill or I'm not going to try to practice any malice or any evil towards you, okay? Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love is the executing or the application of the commandments. Now, in the example and teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but I read that to really show that rape is something vile, something evil, something wicked that's not to be practiced, that's not supposed to be practiced, period. And I, I wanted to read the scripture in Romans 13, start at verse 8, all the way down to verse 10, to really show what it is when we truly love someone, according to the scriptures, that we won't do those type of things.
1: Okay, so now uh, you, you said that rape is something vile That is not supposed to be practiced You don't mean that all things not supposed to be practiced is rape You don't mean that uh,
2: apologize, some, I apologize
1: You said that rape is something vile uh, That is not supposed to be practiced You don't mean right. that Well, I can't remember exactly how you said it now <laughs> But You you to right, answer the question I was going to ask Though Because I was going to ask, because in the scripture that Kabar read in Deuteronomy 22, Mm -hmm. it said that this was a damsel that was uh, a young woman that was engaged to be married. Okay? So uh, my question was going to be, suppose this was a young woman that was not engaged to be married. She was not married at all. Uh, Maybe it's not a young woman. Maybe she's an older woman. Maybe she's middle-aged. And she is not married, never been married, and not engaged to be married. Okay, so if somebody had laid with her in the field, would that have been rape? She cried out, you know, would that have been rape?
2: That was going to be my question. You've already
1: answered that in in Romans about love not working any ill. Okay, so now going down that same road about love not working any ill because, you know, the royal law, do unto others as you have them do unto you. So now we can take the same Mm -hmm. situation. And we we can swap the genders genders out. Alright? Instead of two women going out partying all night, you got two guys going out partying all night. They're buddies. Alright? So when they get back to um, to the house, uh one buddy he's he's had too much to drink, so he passes out, he he's sleep, he's drunk sleep. Other buddy decides well, let me just go ahead and have a little fun with him. Let me uh, invite these these uh, two or three women in, and let them have sex with him while he's sleeping. I'm going to videotape it and put it on his own account. Okay, so now it, this this happening to a man is there a double standard where that's acceptable uh, to happen to a man, and it with this woman is a rape, or is or is it rape both ways? That's raped both ways, oh is it? So a man can be raped by a woman,
2: yeah, if it's not consensual according according to the definitions that I just read, but more importantly, according to what we've read, especially in Romans the thirteenth chapter, whether it's a man that's being violated or 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 being assaulted, maybe that, maybe I should use that word. If it's a man that's being assaulted sexually without his consent against his will. Or a woman that's being assaulted sexually without her, without her consent against her will. It's, okay. it, it's still, still is written. We've got this society, and society has a double standard. The scriptures don't. Society has this particular du- double standard that you're describing, but the scriptures do not. The scriptures define it all the same.
1: Okay. So, so, so Kabar, in, in mm-hmm. the same situation, if the man wakes up the next morning and he's like, man, you did that, dude. Good-looking out, man, you know, fist-pumping, all that stuff. It's a rape at that point?
3: Well, you know, whether it is male or bear.
1: I'm not hearing you well, bro. Can
3: you hear me now? Hello?
1: That, that's better.
3: All right. So, like I said, we we see it in in many different circumstances, whether you're talking about on college campuses or anywhere where, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a situation where, okay, a person may have been uh, sexually assaulted, but they don't say anything or, you know, things like that. Of course, if the person doesn't bring charges, then how would anybody know? But, Mm -hmm. of course, in this case, we're talking about a situation where evidence is in the public arena. Because remember, in the, in the article that we're talking about, it was videotaped and loaded up to Snapchat. And everyone can see that it was unconsensual, the person was unconscious, and uh, they didn't consent or agree to whatever was going on. So, so whether it's a male or a female, the, the operating understanding, understanding is, okay, was it consensual or was it not, or was it forced? So whether you're talking about a male or a female, it's gonna be the same thing. Was it forced or was it consensual? There are circumstances both according to the world standard and the Bible if it was consensual and their circumstances both according to the world standards and the Bible if it was forced. Now, we see a lot of times in the in the Bible it talks about a woman being forced. Now why does it talk about that? Because we know that a man is physically able to in, in many cases, overpower a woman and submit her into that type of position. And you don't mm-hmm. have many instances where a woman can physically overpower that man and force her way on him like that. But you may have a situation where a person is tied up, a person is uh, unconscious, like, the, like in the article we're talking about. Then you mm-hmm. would still have the circumstances of unconsenting and a forcible act taking place. In which you would still have the the same consequences When you go into Romans chapter 13 And talking about being subject to the higher powers And the laws of the land and so on and so forth We see that you're going to get yourself in trouble Engaging in that type of activity When you don't have a consensual situation going on Whether it is male or female It doesn't matter
1: Okay, all right Well, well, thank you for that, brothers. Uh, You know, in this whole story, there's a lot that goes in that that took place before uh, this woman passed out uh, drunk. And one of the things that uh, took place is uh, partying. There was, you know, they went from uh, one party to another. And the first party they went to, um, let me see exactly how this should read it. Uh, It says, Harris and the victim got into a heated argument over a mutual male acquaintance while they were at a party together, okay? So now you start thinking about uh, is, is that party, is that one of the things that contributed to the victim placing herself? And not to say that she was responsible. Now, you know, if not saying that the victim is responsible for her own rape, all right? But uh, is this is this party is partying? Is that a type of behavior that can contribute to you placing yourself in a compromising position? I just want to kind of get you brothers to kind of weigh in on that.
2: Right. Um, yes, the party. Uh, can be a contributing factor. It's not. It's not the the bonafide factor. Like this is the fault. No. but it can be a contributing factor because what's going on at parties? Everybody's having a good time, and usually, usually, not all the time, but usually there's some type of alcoholic beverage uh, being served. Well, outside or without the knowledge of Christ in the scriptures, which we're going to get into, but without the knowledge of Christ in the scriptures, a lot of people. Uh, Over consume, and that leaves them vulnerable to to being sexually assaulted, like in this article that we're that we're reading right now.
1: Okay, so so uh, Kabar, uh, in in a party, you know, typically you're gonna have some music, you're gonna have some food, and then you're gonna have some drinks, and uh, maybe some dancing, that kind of thing. That that's that's like the typical like house party. Am I correct about that?
3: Pretty much, that's how it goes down.
1: Okay, so now uh, in those things, all those things are benign in just about anybody's eyes, except for one thing, and and that's the drinking alcoholic beverages. Some people uh, really frown upon drinking alcohol in any kind of way. You know, there are some Christians that do. Uh, And and from what I understand uh, In the Islamic religion uh, Alcoholic drinking Is prohibited altogether right. so now uh, I would like to get Some clarification on whether this is Something that should be allowed Or should be prohibited And could you give me clarification on that From the scriptures
3: Okay so from the scriptures Can you Drink wine or beer or liquor or Anything like that does you know, is God against that, or or what is what does the scriptures actually say about that? Right. Um, I would say one of the biggest indications of that is we look at the example of Jesus Christ. So, in John chapter two, second chapter of John, verses seven on down to ten, when you talk about Christ and in the beginning of his ministry and all of the works that he was doing, the miracles so on and so forth. One of the first miracles that he performed was. Turning water to wine. So okay. So okay. In the setting, the setting is also in a in a festive type of uh, environment. It was a wedding going on, and they bought large pots of water. And what Christ did was he turned that water into wine. So John so, chapter two.
1: So now I just want to be clear that you said large. Pots of water You're not talking about Are you talking about like a large pot that you sit on the stove Or are you talking about something bigger than that
3: Yeah I'm talking about uh, What would be considered uh, In in those times What you call cauldron Cauldrons are Extremely large pots Like it it, it would be a pot that feeds um, Basically a small group of people or, Or a group of people At a time rather than one family. So we're talking about a large pot that will accommodate many people at one time as far as them being able to partake from that one one pot or cauldron. So we're talking about very large vessels that contain water. Okay. Okay. So John chapter 2 and verse 7 says, and this is in the setting of that wedding, Jesus says unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast that bear it. That and they bear it. So they brought the water pot, and they were filled to the brim. Christ performed the miracle, and he said, draw out now, meaning now take some and present it to, it says, the governor of the feast. So that would be the person who basically is orchestrating the event. You know what I mean? Who's basically like, like you would say, a person who's the caterer, basically. Right. And, uh, and let him basically examine or taste it or inspect it. And verse 9 says, and when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water, that was made wine. Okay? An alcoholic beverage for consumption. Wine. It says, and knew not whence it was, but the servants withdrew the water new knew. I mean, he didn't know how... The wine got into that pot, but the servants knew because they saw Christ actually perform the miracle where the uh, the caterer wasn't there at the time to see it. And so,
0: uh-huh. so, it goes
3: on to say, and the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, they then they then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine um, until now. So, that explanation is just going to show you that the the caterer or the governor of the feast is saying, listen. Usually, people, you know, serve the best quality, highest quality wine at the beginning of the feast, right? So everybody can say, wow, this is great. And then when everybody ha- you have drunk a <laughs> full, then you know you kind of set the you know the rock that stuff out where you know people don't even care right. anymore of the quality <laughs> of the taste. But this governor is saying, listen, this you've saved, basically saved the best wine for last. So it's, it's going to show you that yes, Christ turns that water into wine, and not only wine, but the best quality wine that a man could drink. And the governor of the feast would know the different qualities of that wine, and that's why he's making that distinction. So it goes to show you no alcohol consuming alcohol is not a sin, but when you start to consume it in excess, wherein is drunkenness, then you move into the areas of sin and transgression and iniquity, and we could okay. go up those scriptures to show that.
0: Okay. But, but, Cause but it's, it's, wine
3: itself, wine itself, alcohol itself, drinking it is not a sin. It's how it is consumed in a manner which is done that determines whether you're crossing the line or not.
1: Okay, so uh, Kazakia, uh, Khabar brought out something about where Christ has turned water to wine and, and, and quite a bit of water because it was several water pots that was brought to him and it was changed into wine at uh, his wedding feast. What about other types of alcohol? What about like, you know, the stronger drinks like uh, vodka and gin and so forth? Is there anything to bring any clarification on whether you could drink those or not?
2: They, they fall into the same uh, category. It's just Different types of alcoholic uh, Excuse me, different types of alcoholic beverages And uh, uh, Kabbalah already stated it Very eloquently In that to to, to consume Alcohol, whether it is wine Or beer, or vodka Or gin, to consume it That's no problem The problem comes in Well, where the problem comes in Excuse me, is when You go overboard The problem comes in is when you don't know how to uh, impose upon your own self the limit. And then afterwards, you find yourself in that drunken state. You find yourself when you're not in full control of your own self, your own senses, and now you're you're, you're, you're less than that perfect example that the Heavenly Father has, uh, has, has, uh, has, has established for us to do.
1: Okay, so so brothers, uh, Kazaki, do you have any examples or any scriptures that uh, will you know back up what you're stating here about you know how much you should drink and so forth? Or okay, let's uh, let's read First uh, Corinthians, like quick.
2: Okay, give me a second. This is First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse twenty-seven. It says, "But I keep under my body." And bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or a reject. So we're talking about alcohol consumption. So Paul is saying, but I keep under my body and bring it it into subjection. So in other words, Paul is saying, I keep myself in check and bring myself, my body, into the subjection of the scriptures. How am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to act? What type of example am I supposed to be giving? And within those categories also, how much alcohol should I or should I not consume? Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So the reason why this description um, uh, came to mind is because we all have to think and act responsibly in all aspects of our life. Alcohol consumption is no different. So how is it that we call ourselves servants of God, ambassadors of Christ, or followers of Christ, if we sloppy drunk? How is it that we can call ourselves followers of the Lord Jesus Christ or Christ's disciples if we don't know how to maintain ourselves and pardon the proverbial expression, hold our liquor? No. We, we, we have to exercise... A degree of discipline Is consuming wine or or beer Or vodka or mixed drinks Is anything wrong with it? No But know your limits as an individual Man or woman Know your limits And above and beyond, always maintain Christ In your action I had a beer, okay, that's great You know what, I'm good Or I had two beers, you know what, that's great You know what, okay, I'm good after these two I don't don't need anything else Fine, I'm enjoying myself and then that's it. Everybody has to make mm-hmm. that distinction for themselves. I can't say this man should only drink one uh one bottle of beer or this woman should only drink one uh one glass of wine. I can't make that distinction. Every man and woman has to make that distinction for themselves and not just make that distinction for themselves, they have to apply that. So you're know, sorry.
1: Okay. Bro. Yes, bro. Uh
3: just to touch on another aspect because um just going back, because you have, you make the distinction, well, you know, wine is one thing, beer is another thing, but what about hard liquor, you know? Because right. we got people in the world who would say, well, hey, you know, hard liquor is where the problem comes in at. You know, that's, you know, we're not supposed to, you know, drink any of that soon as, and make exactly. up their own basic interpretation of religion. But know that liquor is not a problem either. There is no type of alcohol that God necessarily, uh, prohibit is like, like it was brought out. It's, it's how it's consumed. So just to back up that point, Exodus chapter 22, verse 29, it says Dylan, even in the times of, uh, of the priest and when we brought out the tithes of our first fruits of our produce mm-hmm. and so forth. So let's go into that. Exodus chapter 23, verse 29, it says and Thou shalt not delay to offer the first fruits of thy right fruit and of thy liquor, the firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me so it shows that among the things that you will be offering up to the priest uh, the ripe of your the first fruit right fruits of your your vine so on and so forth you would also be offering up the first fruits of your liquor so okay. this is what the, this is what uh, <laughs> was dedic- dedicated to the lord and' that the priest Consumed, so liquors wasn't excluded from uh, alcoholic beverages that you can actually consume. Um, also touching on on how we're supposed to deal with these things, When you go mm-hmm. into, I'll just start at Ephesians chapter five and verse seventeen, and it says, Ephesians five seventeen, wherefore uh, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. So, mm-hmm. yes, the scriptures on one hand says, yes, wine is not a problem, liquors are not a problem, you can partake of it. But where does the problem come in at? The scriptures tell us, be not drunk. That's when the problem comes into play. that drunkenness. And how do we know it's drunkenness? It says, wherein is excess. It says, with wine, we're in this excess. The excess is when you drink beyond your limits. That's what the brother talked about earlier.
0: You, mm-hmm. I
3: can't, I don't know what the limits of any other man is but myself. I know how much I can consume and still be in full awareness of what I'm saying or what I'm doing. When right. I go beyond that, now I have drink, where and I am drunk, we're in excess. I've gone beyond the limits. Of what is good for me to drink And still be in control Now I'm moving into drunkenness And in excess That's where the sin is coming into play That's when the thoughts and the actions Become Get to be to the point where It's not according to the will And it's commandment of the Most High Let me just bring one other example To make that even abundantly clear we you going to okay. Isaiah Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 11 It says what? Showing you how people do this thing and go into drunkenness in excess, Isaiah 5 and 11. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drinks, like liquor, so on and so forth, strong drinks mm-hmm. that continue until night till wine inflame them. That when they're going into excess, when they're going into drunkenness. They, they rise up early in the morning, and they drink drinking into the night. We've seen people like that the drunkest in the neighborhood, the luscious, the, you know, the mm-hmm. uncle that, that does engage in these type of things. And you see where, oh, this person is drinking all day. You, you're in the middle of your day at work, and, you you know, you walk past a person, and you smell the alcohol in their breath. And they've been drinking all day before you met them, and they're going to drink all night after you've already gone home from work. That's where the problem comes in at, that drunkenness, that
0: excess.
1: Isn't there another scripture that says something like who has woe? Uh I think it may be yeah. in Proverbs maybe. Yeah, that's Proverbs um, twenty
2: three. And um that scripture right there that describes drunkenness pretty much to a key. So when you read Proverbs twenty three, uh starting at verse twenty nine, I'm gonna read it rather quickly. It says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who have weeds without a pause? Who have redness eyes? They that tarry long at the wine. They that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, and when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth thee as a serpent, and stingeth thee like an, excuse me, and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of the nest. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick, they have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it, I will seek it yet again. So that those no. verses right there, those verses really describe the state of being drunk.
1: And, and, and a great deal, a few of these are uh, applied directly to this situation about this 23-year-old victim, uh, especially in that uh, last verse, uh, verse 35, they have stricken me, shall I say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? Now, she wasn't beaten, but there was something that's being done to her while she was asleep, and she was not uh, conscious of what was being done to her, you know. So same same kind of thing, you know. Be, this person is being beaten while he's drunk, and he don't even know it. He didn't feel it. So she exactly. didn't feel this while it's being done to her. She's mm-hmm. all sore and everything. Now you you're not gonna wake up sore from anything unless something relatively severe takes place.
2: Exactly. Then you're and- gonna
1: be sore.
3: Exactly, and reiterating your point Of course, we're not saying That, you know, this uh, Justifies or condones The rape. because it doesn't right. but, but what we're saying, all that's being Talked about is, like your brother Mentioned, contributing factors Here it is, a, a, a heinous Crime is being committed Against this woman, and she's not Even aware of it going On while it's happening Why? Because she basically sunk herself into a stupor and now she's not in in control of her faculties, and can't even cry out or defend or object to the things that's going on to her. Now the ones that's committing the rape, they're committing the sin. They're doing the wickedness. But when we look at ourselves and we look at that situation and say, what can we do as an individual? What can I do to better protect myself from something like that happening to me? Well, Going through and looking at these scriptures, you see, well, you know what? Sure, I can go out. I can have a good time. I can even drink. But you know what? I can't drink to the point where now I'm not aware of my surroundings anymore. I'm not in control of my own motor skills and functions anymore. Mm -hmm. That I'm knocked out cold from all of the drinking and drunk and in excess of, of drink that I've drunk to the point where I don't even know what's going on around me anymore. That's what I don't want to do so that I'm aware of what's going on in my surroundings, that I can at least object to what's going on, that I can at least try to defend myself against what's going on, or even cry out if that's my last option. But we know, you know, being drunk and being knocked out cold, none of those are an option to you anymore. So one of the first lines of defense is what's in my power to do? And what is in my power to do is to, first of all, control
1: how much I'm drinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, in, in this situation, brothers, uh, you would think that if you're going out with a friend and that friend, uh, you know, they're not drinking too much. They got a, a, a decent amount of control over their because They're not passed out sloppy drunk, that your friend would actually help you. Okay. But in this situation, with this woman, this is her friend, and she actually promoted the rape. She actually called guys in, according to what was written here. She called guys in. So now, is that a friend that would do something like that to you? I, nope. Is that a friend? So it's not a friend. Nope. nope. So how, how how would you, uh, according to the dictionary, let's just start off there. According to the dictionary, how would you define friends?
2: Okay, so defining friend according to the dictionary is a good question because everyone has their different interpretation of friend. But, you know, let's let's go to something somewhat official. And I do say somewhat official. So according to Merriam-Webster, a person who like you, a person who like you and enjoy being with, a person who helps or supports someone or something, Uh, According to Dictionary.com A person attached to another By feelings of affection Or personal regard So now Mm -hmm. we've got these two Definitions from both Merriam-Webster and Uh, Dictionary.com And some synonyms include Companion, uh, confidant uh, Soulmate, etc. But when we look at the scriptures the scriptures gives us something all the more powerful that we often overlook. So while I would like to read Luke chapter 6, give me a second. This is Luke okay. chapter 6. I'm going to start at 47, uh, I'm going to read verses 47, 48, and 49. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock and when the flood arose and the steam beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that was was like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did did beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin, ruin, of that house was great. So the reason why I read those two verses is because those ver, excuse me, three verses, because they mention something very, very, very important, and that something that was mentioned was foundation. So the foundation for any type of relationship, whether it's husband and wife, friendships. Between brothers and brothers Brothers and brothers Or sisters and sisters Or brothers and sisters or vice versa The foundation of any type of relationship Is Christ Christ is that foundation So you know, in other words Let's say Let's take you and I for example Okay No we might not go to movies very often We might not discuss comics very often We might not discuss movies at all But if we're of the same mind Like mind in the Lord Jesus Christ If I'm encountering some type of problem Or some type of difficulty If I made a mistake Or if I'm at the point of I'm about to transgress the laws of the commandments You being that friend You're going to step in and say Wait a minute, hold up brother Look at what you're doing Look at what you are about to do why are you doing this? Or, hey brother, it looks like you having some problems. Is there anything that I can do to help you? Okay,
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: mm-hmm. the foundation. That's, that's the, the essential foundation uh, of, of, of 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 a friend, according to the scriptures. And if I could, okay. let me read John chapter fifteen, all right? John chapter fifteen and verse fourteen. It says. Ye are my friends If ye do whatsoever I command you So of course Christ taught us the commandments And he taught us to love one another As he has loved us And watch one another feet. So now When Christ taught us to love one another As he has loved us Christ showed us through his example How we're supposed to love each other Meaning correct each other Also admonish each other Also encourage each other to keep going forward and keep doing that which is right. Christ also corrected us. So if we're truly friends, if we're truly disciples of Christ, if we truly have that uh, Christ as the foundation of our friendship relationships, we're going to do the same thing one to another. I'm going to correct you. You're going to correct me. We're going to, uh, we're going to uh, edify each other and the spirit of the Christ. We're going, to, we're going to go forward and like mine toward Christ, toward that life, which is Christ. And our relationships, our dealings, our examples will be according to the example of Christ. And then those, those other nuances, such as movies or. Or, or favorite foods, uh, or going out together, they'll come in and they'll, they'll have their appropriate place. But, the, it's, but the, 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 the foundation is supposed to be the Lord Jesus Christ and how we deal with each other, one to one another.
1: Okay. All right, Kabari, uh, in, re, in regard to friends, defining uh, uh, friends, identifying friends, and so on and so forth, you, you want to weigh in on that at all?
3: Sure. Um, you know, when you talk about a friend, that's about understanding what that is and what that even looks like. The Bible, the scriptures give us the understanding of that. So going straight to the point where you go to Proverbs chapter 17, to verse 17, it says, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Now, how does that, why is that very important? The scripture says a friend loveth at all times. Are we going to get to the understanding of what that love is actually going into? But that friend is going to love at all times, meaning it doesn't matter what the situation is. That friend is not going to turn into an enemy against you, regardless of whatever the situation may be. Say you had an Mm -hmm. argument or a disagreement or, Mm -hmm. or you don't see eye to eye on something. That friend is still going to love at all times. That friend is not going to turn into your enemy. Look at the situation that we're talking about right now. You had right. two women went to a party, got in an argument over a guy. And did that friend that
0: uh, 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 Beth
3: Ray Harris, that's the 36-year-old, did she love it at all times like the us in Proverbs 17 and 17? 17, the did she the only way that was, bro,
1: the absolute only way is that the victim had told her at some point in the past that one of my outlandish fantasies is to get sloppy drunk and then be raped by several men. That's the only way, you know, Which that know, would still be friendship. That And that didn't happen because otherwise it ain't rape. It, it, it,
3: that exactly. wasn't the case. No, that that wasn't the case, of course, because the woman is pressing oh. charges and all of these other things are happening as a result. Right. And, and and but you wanna know what? Still, if you was a friend loving at all times, would you let her would you let that happen to a friend? Would you let her be in no. a situation that can easily get out of control even though you, you think even though you think is one of your fantasies? No, you wouldn't. You would counsel against that. Because why are you gonna love at all times? But we say in this situation, what happened with Beth Ray? They had an argument and she turned into an enemy. And and in turning into that enemy she let a heinous crime happen to her so called friend because she wasn't actually a friend. Mm-hmm. So, 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 that's really a real good
1: point. Real good point you just brought up, Kabar. And, and it was that even if that was her fantasy to be sloppy dropped and raped by these men, the, the friend would counsel her against it. Exactly. Even if she's trying to do something wrong to herself the friend is going to counsel against it. Go ahead, uh, Kazaki. Matthew, chapter
2: 7, verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, I can't speak for nobody but myself. I would not want a person who claims to be my friend, I wouldn't want that person to sit there and watch me get sloppy drunk to the point that I am no longer in control of my faculty slash motor skills, and then uh, they sit back idly and watch some type of assault happen to me, and they film it. I wouldn't want that happen to me. Neither would I do that to somebody else. But first and foremost, let's really get into the nuances of this thing from an article. The young lady got drunk, okay, Yes, we're supposed to have friends, and those friends, according to the scriptures, they're supposed to look out for us and, and, and be that be that uh, be that shield or protection against dangers. But at the end of the day, that's our responsibility. And I know some persons may disagree with this, but at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be in control of me. I can't depend on somebody else to, to be in control of me. I'm supposed to be in control of me. And, of course, if something happens in which I am no longer in control, hopefully that person who is accompanying me would be that friend to say, you know what, okay, let's get you home. You know, I'm passed out. You, you, you know, you, you, you're bobbing over everybody everything. Let's get you home. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But the overall point is before we can start to look to somebody else to watch out for and maintain and protect us, we got to look mm-hmm. at ourselves. You know, let me read Proverbs twenty two and three. A prudent man foresees the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So how this relates to what we're talking about today with this particular young lady should have been prudent and you know what? This is a party, a lot of alcohol is gonna be there, hold on, people gonna be there. Let me play my cards very, very, very carefully. I'm going to have one drink or one drink only or two drinks and two drinks only and that's it. Because the evil is you're in a setting, alcohol is being served, people are having a good time and a situation like that it has a tendency to go overboard. The person hiding himself or herself is, you know what, I'm not going to let it get to that point. I'm going to stop here at this one drink or at this two drinks, whatever. The simple pass it on and a punish falls in the category of, you know what, it's a party, there's alcohol, there's liquor, I'm about to drink this up. I'm about to get effed up. Y'all know what I mean when I say that. And so they, they drink, and they drink, and they consume, and they consume, and they consume until they are no longer in control, and then that's when things could potentially Spiral out of control Resulting in anything from accidents to even death So be prudent Look at the situation Examine the situation Examine yourself Is there something wrong with going to a party? No, there's nothing wrong with going to a party But while you are there at that party Be in control of you Know your limits Be wise Know the, know the situation and the setting that you are in That's all that's being stated in the scriptures.
1: Okay. Kabar, I I apologize. I think I cut you off and you didn't get a chance to finish what you were uh, bringing out a moment ago.
3: Well, you know, and the brother wrote out very good points, but yes, you know, when you talk about that friend who's going to love at all times, we're talking about how do you identify that friend and, and how does the scriptures help you know whether you're in that type of friendship. And those are one of the things that friend is going to love at all times. That person is mm-hmm. not going to turn around and do evil to you because you got in an argument. Because remember, if you go back into the article, supposedly they had already pieced it up after they had that argument. But you can see what happens next when you talk to the scripture. Go into the fruit of the spirit, but it talk about the lust of the flesh, and part of the lust of the flesh is holding grudges, and that's exactly what happened with Jeffrey mm-hmm. Harris, even though they so-called pieced it up. The other woman, the 23-year-old, thought everything was fine, but what Bethany Harris was secretly holding a grudge and hatred toward her. And when she found an opportunity when a woman was vulnerable, she allowed some heinous crime and things to happen to her. So that's why when you start looking at characteristics and traits of what true friends have, we want to know what those things are. So let me let me go into and read about what some of those characteristics and traits are of a good friend. First Corinthians
0: okay.
3: chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 And verse 4 And it talks about charity But charity is just another word for love Or that love that you will receive from a friend Because these are all of the things That Christ who was a true friend Showed toward us And this is what we'll see in each other When we ask true friends Charity suffereth long First Corinthians 13 and verse 4 Charity suffereth long And is kind Charity envieth not Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up Meaning doesn't have pride Does not behave itself unseemly Like we saw in the situation of Bethary Harris Seeketh not her own Is not easily provoked Thinketh no evil And and we see the opposite The works of flesh and Bethary Harris With the grudging and so on and so forth It says rejoice not in iniquity But rejoice in the truth Beareth all things, believeth all things Hopeth all things, endureth all things Charity never faileth but well, whether they be prophecies, they shall fail, whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether they be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So we want to look for that charity, that love, and most of all that example of Jesus Christ as far as what makes a true friend.
1: Okay. Uh appreciate that, bro. So now in the case of Beth Ray Harris um, you know Has she done something so vile and disp- despicable That she cannot return uh, Clean her life up And go to Christ
3: No she can repent
1: Okay So What uh, uh, will be entailed real quick uh, in, in her repenting From these things And, and going to Christ Okay, that's about all the time we have for uh, this week. Um, Brothers, I really appreciate y'all being on the program with me here today. Uh, You brought us some very, very good points about the situation of this woman being uh, 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 abused and her friend conspiring uh, along with these uh, men. Uh, but uh, I want to thank you for being here with me. But most of all, I want all thanks goes out to the Most High in the name of his son, Christ. So until next time, I want to uh, say the Most High in the name of Christ bless you all. Shalom.
0: Shalom.
1: Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at dot com. Or you can email us at bodyofchrist at or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ, bless you. Shalom.